I quit. I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't take it anymore. I think that's something that every business owner or creative has thought at some point in their career. Welcome to the Picture This Photography podcast, where we talk about all things photography and more. And today we're gonna to be talking about quitting. Maybe why you wanna quit, why we've wanted to quit being photographers, why we've wanted to quit things that we've done, and why we didn't and why you shouldn't either. But first, we're gonna talk about Squarespace because they made this podcast possible and made this dream come true for us. So thank you, Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. They have beautiful designer templates, 24-7 customer support, and if you can drag and drop, you can make your very own Squarespace portfolio or website. It's just that easy. So go to squarespace.com Tony and use the offer code Tony to get 10% off or just get a free trial today. Reason number five, other people are better. This is something we all run into, but us in particular, I feel like, because we personally know people like Lindsay Adler. Oh my gosh, and Ira Block, and Brian Smith, and I, Ben Kanarek, and we just get to meet so many amazing photographers. So here's a story. We had Don Kamareczka on our live show. He's a macro photographer, and he does spectacular, stunning work. And it's it was amazing. inspirational to us, and that's what a good photographer should be. They should inspire you. And the next day, we went and we tried to do our own sort of like super close-up water droplet photography, something Don does better than anybody. And it turns out way better than us. That felt devastating to me. I put, uh, we put a couple of days of solid work into trying to get a decent water droplet picture. And I probably would have felt like I'd gotten a decent water droplet picture, except I was already familiar with Don's awesome work. Oh, I was actually really happy with that shoot. <laughs> well, maybe you were free from any sort of comparisons, but I thought, oh, okay, this is fine. But if I compare it to Don's, like why bother sharing it? People have already seen better examples of it. Why do this? And dipping my toe into that world, I realized, man, to get to his level, I'd have to work for years because he's worked for years. Okay, so how do I come out the other side of this? Well, I got back into macro photography and I brought that experience into my own work. I remembered that macro photography and close-up work gives you this unique perspective of the world. And if you've watched our videos recently, you've noticed that we've incorporated some really tight close-up work of whatever it is that we're doing because I got a macro lens and I started bringing that experience into my own stuff. Instead of trying to replicate Don's work, which I'll probably never match, I put my own unique spin on it and tried to learn specific lessons from it. And in that way, I kind of came out the better. Yeah, so you can look at other people's work. There's always going to be someone better than you, no matter what. And I guarantee it, even people that are the best at what they do, they look at other people that are better at something else and they wish they could be that good. You'll just never be the best at everything, every kind of photography. So learn from the people that are inspiring. Don't be discouraged by them. I guarantee that they wish they were better at some point or still do. So don't give up. Keep shooting, take a little inspiration and make it your own and you'll evolve into a better photographer. I failed. I failed so many times. And I think that that's just the first part of getting better at something. There's no such thing as not failing and then being just great. You have to build to it. We had a, a whole stock website called Northrop.org. We were making like $40,000 a year from these photos that we would put up. People would search for an image like tiger and our pictures would come up and then we'd make money from the ads. And then Google came out with Google images 
and all of that revenue went away almost overnight. And uh, at some point the site crashed and I decided I'm not even going to bother fixing it. I literally just quit and gave up and never went back. But, but we decided to start shooting for stock photography sites instead. and. There was another failure. I submitted my first images and they were just completely rejected. They looked at them and they would say there's too much noise in the shadows or the focus isn't deep enough. And photo after photo after photo, I was getting rejected for different reasons. And so I just kept fixing them and shooting again and fixing the next rejection problem and shooting again. And before we knew it, we had a bunch of photos that had been accepted and they were being used on book covers and in magazines, on billboards, and people were sending us pictures of our pictures in use. So it started as a huge failure, a whole website being shut down and not getting our photos accepted to, it turned out to be a really good thing because we learned how to shoot more clean for stock and we got our photos shared all over the place. And though so Northrop.org really failed forever, I learned a lot from it. And it's cliche to say that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but this was kind of true. Like if you can learn something from a failure, then it's not just not a failure. And from Northrop.org, I learned that a tech changes that affect the entire culture can drastically affect my own income. And that in turn affected every decision we kind of made stock that we went into eventually we looked ahead and we saw the prices on stock dropping because it became a more competitive market and we thought okay this probably isn't going to work long term as prices are plummeting same thing when we started making photography tutorials most of the people at the time were selling photography tutorials for pretty high prices but we saw an emerging trend on youtube where pretty quality videos could be had free. for free. Yeah. And we decided it'd be better to jump in early on the free videos than try to cash in selling the videos. So the lessons we learned from Google killing Northrop.org, we took it into the next generations of what we were doing for a living. That's something we even do now. We're constantly diversifying. We're never thinking we're going to be around for a long time. Whatever we're doing, we're always kind of trying to make sure that we're keeping it fresh or we're learning new skills so that if what we're doing now doesn't work out, we'll be ready to transition to the next thing. So learn from your failure and don't be discouraged. It's totally fine. I'm tired or I'm burned out. So many times I've just been working on a project so hard and I feel so stressed that I feel like I just don't want to do it anymore. I just want to give up. And in fact, when we first started doing this business, YouTube and our books, I was so exhausted. We were taking all the pictures for the book. I was laying out the book. I was editing the book. You were writing the book. We were doing the bookkeeping. We were trying to just build a business and make enough money to live. And we were taking projects on the side to fund our business because we didn't we weren't making any money from it. I was so exhausted. I just thought I was going to drop dead. I mean, I was really excited because you're excited when you're doing all of this work you love, but it's exhausting. And one thing that I learned is that if you can, you need to outsource. So if when I did have money, I learned to hire someone better at what I hated doing or couldn't do. Like I have a bookkeeper now because that is not my thing. Um, when I didn't have money, I learned to break my projects down into small pieces and just take it one small part of a project at a time and then celebrate. I cannot tell you how underrated it is to just celebrate your small achievements because if you have your own photography business and you get that one extra job, just 
go celebrate with a friend, have a drink. It doesn't have to be expensive. Acknowledge your work and reward yourself and take a little time for yourself. And that will re-energize you and recharge you. And you don't have to think about quitting anymore. Just take that little extra time for your own mental health. Yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And sometimes you'll even see maybe even competitors who are in that sprint phase and they might be doing better than you. But you can keep in mind that it's not about how you do this month or even this year, but it's how you do over the course of 10 years. So you can work hard and play hard. Uh, and that's certainly much better than trying to work hard 24 seven because everybody has a breaking point. We are not robots. Are you saying that on the record? <laughs> I am not a robot. <laughs> Just because I never succeed at CAPTCHA. So let's take a moment to thank our sponsor Squarespace. And when we get back, we're gonna get to the number one reason that we have wanted to quit and why we think you have wanted to quit. I think every single person can relate to this and yeah. I know it's almost been my biggest undoing. Yeah. But first, thank you Squarespace for making this podcast possible. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. And Tony and I both have our own Squarespace websites. Actually, I have one and Tony, you have three. Yes. Because they gave us each one for the sponsorship and then you bought two more with your own hard-earned monies. Yeah, I pay for them every month because it's a good deal. It's easy to use, you can drag and drop. I abandoned multiple portfolios before this one because I couldn't figure out uh, how to use other domain hosting sites. And this, I just drag and drop my newest photos. I can keep it fresh very easily. I can change the template. They have a bunch of really beautiful ones. You don't have to be a good designer and you can easily make your own Squarespace website. So you can get a free trial, no credit card needed. You don't have to put in your number and then remember to cancel. It's just free for 14 days. Go to squarespace.com Tony and use the offer code Tony to get 10% off if you decide to buy it. So thanks Squarespace. Thanks. I think this one's super relatable too. And it's that you've plateaued. Yeah, true or story. Or you've already peaked. And the better you get, the more you're going to feel this way because it becomes exponentially more difficult to improve on what you've already done, right? When you first start taking pictures, like almost every other picture is your best picture, right? Like you're like, whoa, this one's in focus. It's going in the old portfolio. <laughs> and then three years in, you're like, holy crap, how am I going to improve upon this? I got this amazing picture during a lunar eclipse that only happens every whatever years. How do I get better? It gets harder and harder, right? And it's so easy to say, maybe I should just throw in the towel because I think I my best picture was last year. Yeah, because at first you're getting this rush every time and it feels like you're constantly improving. True story, both of us went out um, like just about every day for a couple of years during the summer and photographed osprey in the area, diving and catching fish. And the first picture I took of an osprey, I was like, whoa, that's an actual osprey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got an actual picture of an osprey. And it Look. was just like sitting there looking at me and it was kind of blurry and out of focus. And then the next time I went out, I got one flying. Whoa. <laughs> You're like, holy, whoa. And I was so jazzed every time to go out because my pictures were so good in my mind because it was all relative to my previous pictures. And then I got one flying with a fish. And I was like, I mean, National Geographic's probably going to be calling me now. This is a really did big they? deal. <laughs> no, no, they, they never did. did. And then at some point I got a picture that I thought was really good. It's like the money shot where they're pulling it out of the water and there's water splashing everywhere. And I continued to go out for weeks and weeks and weeks and I never outdid that picture. And eventually I 
kind of just slowed down and stopped going out because it wasn't getting that rush every time. Also, the osprey stopped coming summer after summer and those kind of numbers. So the first year we went out, we'd see 30 osprey, just one hitting the water after the other, giving us many opportunities to get exciting photos. And then the next few summers, it was kind of like, is that an osprey over there? Is he going to dive? No, he flew away. And it became harder and harder to get that picture. And it was definitely in the, like, I quit wildlife photography phase for a while. But then I thought, maybe I just need to put all of my energy into one particular moment and get the very best picture possible. And instead of, instead of going out for hour after hour after hour, day after day, we planned a trip to Conowingo Dam in Maryland. And it was a long trip. We drove there with friends. It was a lot of driving. And when I got there, they're only there in the winter. So when I got there, it was like 10 degrees or something and mm -hmm. super windy and it was, bitter and cold but the eagles were there the bald eagles were there and they were pulling fish out and i got a shot that i was really proud of so instead of going out and trying to get the same thing every single day with somewhat predictable results you put all of your energy into planning this one shoot you had way more energy where you had to plan but you knew there was the possibility for a way better picture as well and this is the curve that all photographers will take. As your previous work gets better, you have to continue to outdo yourself if you're going to make something shareable. So you put more and more energy into fewer and fewer shots. And that doesn't mean that you're getting worse or the, the trends or the situations are getting no. worse. It's that you're actually getting better and, and you shouldn't it, become discouraged by that. Yeah, you just have to take it to the next level. And in fact, we don't have it planned yet or anything, but you have an African safari that you're planning to take because you want better wildlife photos. Yeah. So you haven't given up. You just know you have to put in way more energy to beat your last best photo. It is pretty exhausting. Our number one reason we think people have wanted to quit. I'm afraid. I think everyone, even if they're not a photographer, has felt this way before. But you're really afraid that if you go out there and you actually try to achieve your dreams, you're gonna fail. And if you fail, it's over. And people will laugh at you, or they'll judge you, or you won't be good enough and then you'll be miserable. The fear of failure is so much worse than actually failing. I know I felt that way with so many times and I've actually, I've actually felt embarrassed by it. Like I had this site called Photoshop Me Now and I had the idea that people could send me their photos and I'd quickly turn over and edit. And this was before like Snapchat filters or anything like that. It was like 2009 or 2010. And first of all, my editing was so bad then. <laughs> and it was like insultingly bad. And also nobody wanted to pay to have their photos edited. And it just bought, like it never even, I don't think anyone even paid me more than like a dollar to do this. It just completely bombed. <laughs> like no success in it at all. Except, you know, you just kind of, lick your wounds and move on. And maybe somebody made fun of me for that or made fun of my terrible edits, but you know, they never tried it. I learned something from it. I edit photos all the time and have made it onto magazine covers and stuff, but I couldn't have made it there without my crappy Photoshop Me Now site teaching me that nobody wanted that. So it was like, I have an idea and nobody wants it. Good. Now that's out of the way and I can move on to the next thing. We've had videos on YouTube that have just failed terribly and it's not that bad. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not that bad. I think the worst thing is really wanting something and never even trying it. And honestly, what's more sad than someone that's halfway through their life or mostly through their life and they realize 
there was something they always wanted to do and they just didn't. So don't be that person. Just go out and try it. Open your photography business or try a, a portrait shoot if you've been trying one or a fashion shoot or a car photo shoot. Just do it. You might not succeed the first time, but you'll be taking that step in the right direction to eventually succeed. And I want that for you. True story. Uh, my local gallery has a photography contest every year. Yeah. And we both entered a piece in several years back. And I was anxious about that. There's no like winners or losers, but you can put a price on your photography. Yeah. And hopefully sell it. And we both entered in a picture and yours sold and mine didn't. And I was kind of anxious about not selling at the time because that is ultimately how we all win or lose when you're trying to do it professionally is whether you can actually make money on it. And not selling felt bad. Like I just had to go back up there and do the walk of shame and pick my unsold art up <laughs> and go home. And I didn't want to repeat that process because once you fail once, uh, it hurts your ego a little bit. And a big part of what has, what motivates every creator to move forward is that little bit of confidence that we can do it. And when you suddenly feel like, oh, I can't do it, then you don't do it anymore. But I tried to be constructive about it. I had those bad feelings. I acknowledged like, oh, this hurt my ego, but it doesn't have to be the end of this path. I looked at the other art that sold, including yours, and tried to figure out like, why did this stuff sell and why didn't mine sell? Was it that I didn't have a mastery of the arts like you do? You studied art history a lot and I didn't have as much experience with that. So I spent some time studying that. You made a picture of a local landmark and this is in a local gallery. And so maybe that was part of the key. And so I started shooting a lot more local landmarks. And uh, just this past week, we entered in pictures into the gallery again. And I don't know yet, but I hope it sells. But whether it does or not, I've won simply by trying again and by learning something from the whole losing process and by not letting it completely crush my confidence because the ego wants to protect itself. And if it feels pain once, or if it even is afraid that it's going to feel pain the first time, yeah. it'll keep you out of that situation just to protect you from that pain because our confidence is so important to us, but you're not an animal anymore. You have to think logically, <laughs> I can put myself in this position of risk and the worst case scenario isn't that bad. And trying and failing is better than not trying. That sounds cliche, but it's very true because when you try and fail and then try again, you can learn something. And every person who's great at something got there by trying and failing. I'm not great at selling fine art in galleries yet, but I have a long-term goal of opening a gallery with you. And the only way I'm going to get there is by going through this iterative process that involves trying and failing and trying and failing. I think something really important that you mentioned is that when you didn't get your picture sold, when someone didn't buy it, you didn't say, everyone's stupid. That picture was great. That took me 10 hours to do that picture. And I'm Tony goddamn Northrup <laughs> and, I, and I know what I'm doing. Like you actually stood back and you said, what don't I know? What could I have done better? And I think that's really important to bring up because I've seen people really shut down if they fail and say, no, it's not me. It's everyone but me, you know? <laughs> and I think it's really important to have some self-awareness and, and be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to fail. 
we do it all the time on this podcast. I mean, people are gonna think we only fail because we talk about it so much, but it's really an important part of the learning process and like just be vulnerable with yourself and be open and say, what could I do better? How could I be better? What am I not seeing that everyone else is seeing? And, you know, just take those little steps towards change. We've been talking about all the different ways we failed and how we overcame it. And in just one second, I'm gonna ask you for your own stories. But first I wanna thank our sponsor, Squarespace. If you want an awesome website of just about any kind, but especially a photography portfolio, head to squarespace.com Tony. You'll get a 14 day free trial, no credit card required. You can make your pictures look awesome, show it off to friends, try different layouts and formats, try it out on mobile devices, make sure everything looks great. And then and only then, you can give a credit card number and actually pay for it and keep it long-term. If you want that, use the coupon code TONY and you can get 10% off. Okay, so those are our five reasons that we've wanted to quit and why we didn't and why you shouldn't. Are there any other reasons that we miss? Like, tell us in the comments below, what's made you wanna quit? What's made you just wanna throw in the towel and give up? And what kept you from quitting? Or did you actually do it and why? I'm kind of curious to know your stories. Yeah, what did you just permanently give up yeah, on that you never bounced back from? Probably the same website idea I had to Photoshop me now. So we do this podcast every Wednesday, so join us next week at the Picture This Photography Podcast. Bye. Bye.